Growing up, I thought I wasn't good enough. I thought that I was insignificant. I thought that I was small. I thought I was ugly. I thought I was unlovable. You name it, I thought it. Um, my far, my dad, my sperm donor, we shall call him because he doesn't deserve the title dad, left when I was six to nine months old. Um, he was an alcoholic, he was abusive, he turned up drunk at my birth, he had visitation rights but he still turned up drunk. He carried a lot of hatred towards himself and the world and me because he didn't want a daughter and the family. He just, he was not a great man um, and he left and um, I, you know, I was young so I wasn't aware but for a long time growing up I longed for a paternal figure and I latched on to people to be that paternal figure. I remember I would be very aware of peers in schools that in you know primary school or nursery or secondary school that had dads and I would watch them in parents' evening or when their dads would come and pick them up and their mums and dads would come and pick them up. And I'd watch their dads with them and I, I would be jealous. And I, and I hate that feeling of being jealous because I, it's just not a great feeling. But I think everybody feels jealousy at some stage in their life. But I'd be very jealous because I'd think, why, why are you and not me? And I never liked that. And I'd always self-loathe because of that because I'd think, another part of them would think, well, why not them? Why shouldn't they deserve that? But then another part of me thought, why can't I have that? Um, if you asked me then to describe a dad, I couldn't tell you what a dad is because I didn't know. I don't... I had absent father syndrome. You know, a lot of psychologists believe that um, girls that have abs uh, absent father syndrome would engage in promiscuous behaviours, boys would engage in, more likely to be engaged in delinquent behaviours. Um, but there's a, there's a gap in the literature, you know, there's, there's an emotional gap. We focus primarily on the behavioural side of absent father syndrome, which is the gap is something that I hope to fulfil in my academic career. And although there is literature on the emotional impact of absent father syndrome, there is not enough literature for my liking, and I hope to fulfil this in the future. I feel there is a huge and enormous impact on the emotional, mental effects of absent father syndrome. You know, it leaves deep, deep, everlasting scars that a plastic surgeon cannot even fix. Um... I know for myself, it's left wounds that I don't know how to heal. Um, I'm slowly learning to come to grips with and manage, but is managing healing or is it just putting a band-aid over it and managing it that way? Um, you know, is it is it managing it like a broken leg and wearing crutches because you have to manage a broken leg? It's... It's a tough one to deal with because, you know, in I've said in a previous podcast that I don't know if I'd have children. And the, the fact is, another reason why I don't... I mean, I don't know if I can have children, but if I had the opportunity to have children, I don't know if I would 
because I don't trust a man enough to have children with them out of fear that that man would leave. And that stems from my, my sperm donor leaving me. Um, I have severe abandonment issues, severe, uh, to the point where I will leave someone out of fear that they will leave me. I struggle with attachment, either I have a disorganised attachment according to Bowlby, I'll have, you know, it's very rare I ever have a secure attachment. If you know Bowlby's theory of attachment, you know there's disorganised, there's secure base, there's, you know, various other attachments. I really recommend reading Bowlby's attachment. Um, it's very, very good theory. I believe there's like a secure attachment, avoidant attachment, disorganised and there's a secure base. There's, it's very interesting because it, it helps establish where a child is at and how to kind of connect with a child and where your child is at with other strangers or individuals and how to help your child socialise more. It's a very interesting study. I really enjoyed learning about um, Ainsworth and Bowlby's study on attachment, but it hurt me to learn about it because I kind of connected with it. Um, you can have mixtures of attachments as well, but it, it, it leaves scars in the respect of, you know, I don't quite understand myself. I blame myself sometimes. Did he leave because of me being a daughter, being a, being a female? Um, you know, he, he was a, 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 not a great man, but I don't know if me being born made him worse. I don't know that. But the rational side of me knows that that wouldn't have been the case. But then there's the other side of me that blames myself. You know, and I think a lot of people that have absent fathers will go through the same thing. Being the child of an alcoholic, you are faced with a lot of questioning. It's very hard being the child of an alcoholic because you you blame a lot of things. You 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 constantly feel second best for one, you know, especially when they, they put the alcohol before you. Um I, I unfortunately well not unfortunately, but luckily I have not lived with him with the alcoholism. I, there are various people that have actually endured living with an alcoholic parent, um, unfortunately. And I know of cases where the, from clients, from people I've spoken to, where they've endured a lot of the abusive parent or the drunk parent. And it, 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 there's horrendous things that go on with drunk parents. I've been in situations with a drunk adult that I've been in care that's been under, I've been under their care and they've been awful, but they've, they've not been my dad, my sperm donor. So I know what drug adults can be like. Um, and you blame yourself sometimes, you know, you don't ever feel good enough. You feel like the alcohol comes before you. You don't feel that you're ever good enough. You don't feel that you can ever live up to the alcohol. The alcohol will always come first, no matter what you do no matter how much you try and please them, no matter how much you achieve in life, you will never live up to that alcohol. You will never live up to that substance because you are not as good as that alcohol. And that's the reality. That's what you are faced with. You are constantly battling the alcohol. 
it's not sibling rivalry. It's you versus the alcohol. That's how you feel. You know, normally people grow up and it's sibling rivalry. It's rivalry between um, brothers and sisters or twins or a newborn baby or even rivalry between um, parents in the respect of mums and daughters or um, parents and, and other children. But it's it's not. It's rivalry between you and a substance. And that's how you feel. And in my case, he chose the alcohol. He chose his life. He chose not winning a door and he left. And, you know, a, a cruel a cruel thing to do, leaving. But, you know, sometimes I think I do this where I, I think, well, that was a waste of time. You know, when you, you try something new, it doesn't work out, and you think, oh, what a waste of time. But is it? Or is it a blessing in disguise? You know, I think I used to think to myself, well, you know, he's left, well, that's really bad. Or, you know, he's harsh, he's left, he's never come back, or... But it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing he hasn't come back because I've met some phenomenal people and had he been in my life, what would my life have been like? If I think about it rationally, yes, I would have had a dad, which I longed for, but what would it have been like having had him in my life? It probably would have been torture. My life was torture anyway, in some respects, but it, it could have been a whole lot worse if he'd have been in my life. Now, it might not have been, but the likelihood of it being torture is, is high. Another thing is, we all say, well, that was a waste of time, this was a waste of time. I think that mindset needs to shift. Because nothing in this world is a waste of time. There are blessings in disguise. For instance... The other day, I, I set out to do uni work, and I didn't do it. I didn't do my uni work, and I was dwelling on something, and I remember saying to myself, well, this, this day's been a waste of time. But when I look back on it and I reflected, we do a lot of reflexivity in uni, it actually wasn't a waste of time, because what I learned from that day was not to do the same thing, not to not do anything. So although I felt that the day was a waste of time, it wasn't because I'd learned from that day not to not do anything. And that's not a waste of time because it was a learning curve. Now, learning is not a waste of time. So if you're still following, everything you do that you feel is a waste of time, learn from what you feel is a waste of time. Because nothing in this world is a waste of time. Now, you might think you've put the kettle on and you haven't put the plug in the wall and then you flick the kettle on, you've gone out, you've gone to have a shower, you've come back in and you've realised the kettle's not plugged into the wall and you think, oh, what a waste of time. I've just had my shower and the kettle ain't plugged in. I've wasted my time. You haven't because it's a learning curve because what you've learnt there is to double-check the plug before you go and have a shower. It, everything is a learning curve. No matter what it is, even big or small, you've learnt something new. I always say to people, whether it's on social media, whether it's in person... Whether it's whoever I speak to, I always say celebrate your small wins. I say it to my clients, anyone I'll speak to that's down in the dumps, any anyone, whoever, celebrate your small wins. You know, sometimes for me, depression hits me very, very hard. And I'll I'll isolate myself in, in my apartment for a few for a few days. And you know, um 
I, I won't come out or I'll, I'll just, I'll shut myself away for a, a couple of days because I, I hit depression. When the, the, the depression hits me, it hits me hard. But I have to celebrate my small wins, and so do you. Because if you can have depression, or you can have a bad day, or you can have a bad night, or you can just suffer, but you can still roll out of bed, and you can still shower, and you can still get dressed, and you can still eat, or you can still drink, you can still brush your teeth, that's a small win. In fact, that's a big win. There's no small wins here, there's big wins. If you can still accomplish all of that, they're wins. Write down your wins, celebrate them. If you are having a really shit day, a really shit time, and you've managed to do one of them things, you've managed to brush your teeth, celebrate that win, write it down, wins for the day, bullet point, brush my teeth, that's a win. And if you see every win you've done for the day, you'll realise how much you've accomplished. Because a lot of people don't realise what they've actually accomplished during the day when they're feeling shitty. They don't think that getting out of bed and getting dressed is a big win. Because trust me, it is when you're having a shit day. I know that sometimes when I'm I'm really having a down day, a really depressed day, I struggle to even get dressed. I really struggle to even shower. Or I struggle to eat, I struggle to cook, I struggle to do anything. But I know I have to, I have two dogs, I have to crack on with my day, because if I don't, what am I going to do? I'm going to wallow, I'm going to... I'm going to lay here, I'm going to do nothing. And then what's that going to achieve? I have to celebrate my wins. I have to get on, I have to crack on, I have to do something. But getting out of bed is a win. One way or another, it's a win. You know? One thing I used to do was, I'm a, I, do a, I do boxing, so I, I used to go and do that a lot. But before that, I would play piano, so I would compose a lot of music. I, I play classical piano a lot. Um, I don't play it as much now. I learnt various instruments, harmonica, guitar, piano, flute. And I went to the Royal Academy of Music and I used to compose with a friend at the Royal Academy of Music. And whenever I felt down or something like that, I would put my feelings into a song, into a classical piece of music or something like that. If you have any outlet, use that outlet as therapy, I don't do it anymore, I've stopped, but if you do have an outlet, use it, whether it's fitness, whether it's music, whether it's drawing, whether it's poetry, anything, use that outlet, harness it, because you have a gift, and you know that you have a gift, even if it's singing, painting, cleaning is a gift, cleaning is an outlet, I've gone off, I've gone off track here a little bit, but I wanted to say this, I wanted to say celebrate your small wins, because this is something that's very, very important. I find a lot of people feel that they don't do anything during the day, and they do. They do do stuff during the day, but they don't realise it. And a lot of people have come to me and said, I've done nothing all day, and I've said to them, have you got dressed? They said, yeah, well, you've done something, you've won. You've won. You've done an achievement. Have you brushed your teeth? Yes. You've, there you go. Another achievement. Tick in the box. Have you got? Have you? Have you showered? Yes. There you go. Tick in the box. Have you had breakfast? Yes. Tick in the box. No, that's okay. Have breakfast. Then it's a tick in the box. Once you write these stuff down, you'll see a long list of everything you've achieved. Okay, I went off track. That's a little bit of an ADHD moment. But back on track now. Um, not quite sure where I was, but yes, absent fathers. They, 
yes, there is no such thing as time wasted. Everything you do, you learn from, which is actually why I went off track there. You will learn from everything you do. So no matter what, I'm going to start wrapping this up now, but no matter what you do, know that you're learning from it. Never, ever feel you've wasted your time. No matter if people hurt you, it's a learning curve. So although I feel that I'm hurt for my sperm donor leaving, it's a learning curve. I'm hurt. I have abandonment issues. Yes, I do. I have everlasting scars. Yes, I do. But I've probably learned a big lesson. It's probably a blessing in disguise. And yes, it is. Because have I met phenomenal people? Yes, I have. Am I blessed? Yes, I am. Because have I? do I count my blessings every single night? Every single night I count my blessings. I don't go to church. I do plan to find a church. But I count my blessings every single night. And I think that's one thing that's very important to do. Because we all are very blessed. In one way or another, we're all very blessed. If you're listening to this, you're blessed. You can hear, can't you? You're blessed. You have something you can listen to this to on. You're blessed. There are people in this world that are struggling to even get to school. Malala, for instance, fought for her life for an education. She's one of my heroes. Malala is one of my heroes. But the point is, Although we face adversities, we face hardships, we learn from them. And everything is a blessing in disguise, no matter what. And I know many people, I learn, from, I learn a lot from people, and this is, the, this is why I love meeting people. Although I'm very shy in, in, in some respects, and I'm very awkward, and particularly when I'm around highly intelligent people as well, I get very shy. I, I don't really come out of my shell often or... I let them do a lot of talking. I like people to do a lot of talking because I like to keep myself reserved. I'm a good listener because I want people to come out of their shell and I want people to talk because I want to listen because I like to learn about people. I often have this fear that people might want, not want to listen to me as well. So sometimes I don't really talk that much. But everyone you meet, you've met for a reason. And everyone will teach you a lesson. Some will stay in your life, some won't. For me, some people have left my life. It's normally not been on great terms. Some of them have been on good terms. The people I have in my life now, they're phenomenal people. Um, And I'm blessed, very blessed. But remember, everything is a blessing in disguise. And everyone you meet, you will learn from in one way or another. Sometimes you have to dig deep to know what you're learning about. And every adversity you have in your life is a learning curve. And I know that's hard to swallow because some of us have faced some hardships. I know I have, which I will go into detail in in the next coming podcasts. But they're learning learning curves. They've taught us a lesson. They've moulded us, as I said in one of my podcasts. We're moulded into something new, into something bright. You know, they've, they've, they've moulded us into something stronger. Remember what I say, we, we're warriors. We're not sufferers, we're not victims, we're warriors. And we're not defeated. I think it was um, Maya, someone, I, I can't remember her name, forgive me for this, but 
She said, we may face or we may encounter many defeats, but we must never be defeated. And that's one of the best quotes, one of the best quotes I've ever heard. And it's very, very true. So wrapping this up, number one, celebrate your wins. Number two, nothing is a waste of time. Number three, um, it's time for me to bounce because this podcast is finished. Remember, my social medias are on the bio and the next podcast will be out Sunday night. In the next coming podcast, I will be talking about my story and then I think there will be a new one with a guest next month. We'll have a guest next month. I'm not going to say who. But yes, thank you very much for listening. If you got this far, I really, really do appreciate it. And if anyone wants me to cover any topics or anyone wants to take part, drop me a message on any of my socials and you're more than welcome to take part. Have a good night or day, whatever time you listen to this. I really appreciate you getting this far. Take care and I'll speak to you all soon.